everyone, and welcome back to the Overleveled Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. How you doing, DJ? I'm doing A-OK. How you doing, Gavin? Doing all right, man. Got off of work not not too long ago and uh, put down the baby, and now we just just big chilling. Yeah, big chilling. Talk about some uh, Japanese role-playing video games. Right, right. As Um, young adults do. Oh, yeah. So right before we started the podcast, you mentioned something related to uh, JRPGs. Go, Go ahead and share that with everyone. Uh, so one of the big things recently, I guess, news-wise, is that um, Near Replicant, as of this podcast, Near Replicant came out a couple of days ago on April the 22nd, and I totally forgot all about that. I need to buy that immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know anything about this game, Near Replicant, pretty much what it is, it's, it's a, a remaster, remaster slash remake of the first Near game that came out on the PS3. This has like way better visuals and like the the main character looks completely different from how he looked in the original. Like he looks more like an anime protagonist than like some gruffy, uh, buff ma- old man dude. So, well, from like, the game what just looks I great. from what I understood, the I thought it was like there were two versions of the game that came out. Oh, that's right. That's and right. like um, America got the version with like the dad character yeah and then like japan got the one with like the brother kind of character right i forgot about that that's probably what we got then yeah i totally forgot about that yeah um but yeah this a a, a new game came out it's a remaster of the original near of the japanese version and uh me and cole we played it on videoverse go check it out link in the description below uh it was a very fun game that was our very first time playing it and it was great the story of that game was great and this game the remake the remaster whatever um just seems like a much better game because the original near it was pretty slow in comparison to near automata like it was way slower pace and this game seems like they uh made it a bit more faster pace in terms of the combat so i'm excited about right that. right yeah no i i uh i watched a little bit of y'all play it on mm-hmm. uh videoverse but i really have uh <laughs> i've i've never played any of the near games um the guy, well, I played the first Drakengard game, mm-hmm. which is technically tied into the Nier series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, whenever I just couldn't handle that game because the controls were so fucking bad, um, I just went ahead and watched the rest of the cutscenes and saw the ending of the first game that leads into the first Nier game. So, mm-hmm. um,. As far as I'm aware, it's nothing major that I need to know or that you need to know before going into it, but uh, fuck it, dude. I'm so pumped to play that game. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I never played Nier Automata either, so, uh, you know, I got I got these two games that have gotten excellent reviews, especially Nier Automata, uh, yes, that sir. I just have not played yet, so I'm fucking pumped about playing those. Definitely. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, have you ever played any of the Tales games? I have not. I never played a single one. Dude, okay, so I recently started playing, uh, fuck, what's, I'm, I'm blanking on which one it is. I have, I have Tales of Berseria mm-hmm. and Tales of, 
fuck. <laughs> What's the name of this game? <laughs> uh, anyways, it's one of the it's one of those older ones that kind of got a, a remaster mm-hmm. um, not too long ago. Uh, I'm surprised it's not just popping up because I'm looking it up on my TV. Or... Oh, Tales of Vesperia. Uh, okay. um, yeah, I don't know why I was not able to think of that one. Tales of Vesperia. Mm-hmm. I got that one on PS4. Um, I think it originally came out either on PS2 or PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got a remaster on PS4, and I think it's widely considered the best one out of all of them. Okay. Anyways, I bring this up because Tales of Arise got a trailer kind of recently. A brand new Mm. Tales game. Um, Some people are pumped about it. Some people are not very pumped about it because it seems very different from the other Tales games. And maybe if you are uh, not a fan of Tales, this would be a cool one for you to check out. So, you know, um, I think it's one of those series that kind of has that same sort not not this i don't really think any other jrpg has the same status as final fantasy but it's kind of up there with oh this long series of games you don't need to play any any of them in order just jump into one and you'll get a good story and they all carry the same sort of themes and enemies and items and stuff so you know might uh might check that one out pretty soon right yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it called? Pokemon Snap came out. Oh, tight. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you ever play the Nintendo 64 Pokemon Snap? No, I've never played it before. And honestly, yeah. th- th- that game doesn't really seem that interesting to me because it's literally just taking pictures of Pokemon. But I don't know. I'm being ignorant. I've never played it, so maybe it's amazing. D- but just from looking at it, it's just like I don't, I don't know. D- DJ, can I say something? Yeah. I completely agree with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I uh I I get the appeal for those like I'm not huge into Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But I understand that appeal of just kind of no real challenge. <laughs> yeah, and just turning off your brain and just you know, just hanging out, playing a game that's right. aesthetically pleasing. I understand yeah. that. So, like, I can see why this game is a big deal for a lot of people. Um, especially for people who have played the original N64 uh, oh, yeah, version. Definitely. Or, like, you know, just the first game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I think I played a little bit of it with my buddy Connor whenever I was younger. Um, or with one of my buddies who had a Nintendo 64. But, um, yeah, I mean, literally the goal is just taking pictures of Pokemon. Yup. <laughs> It's not nothing crazy, nothing too complicated. I think there's like a system where you can kind of like, let's say, let's say you see a Pikachu. Mm -hmm. There are, there are uh, five, it's like there are one star photos, two star photos, all the way up to five star photos. And like the five star photos are like the hardest photos. You have to kind of like throw things at them to make them react Mm -hmm. in a certain way. Yeah. Or like lead them to get on top of a certain object, and then you, mm-hmm. whenever they're over there, you can take the hardest photo. But realistically, that's that's it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, Pokemon's cool. Uh, we talked about Pokemon a, a good bit during our first couple of episodes. So if and you're in Pokemon this podcast, I was playing some more Pokemon Pearl. Uh yeah, 
Pokemon Pearl. Yeah, I'm pumped to play those. Uh, not not jonesing for Pokemon Snap, but <laughs> that should be cool. Oh, also, um, you have a 3DS, right? Yes. Did you ever play Miitopia? No, but I've always wanted to. Okay, cool. Well, so do, are you thinking of uh, maybe picking that up for for Nintendo Switch? Probably, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I think the the demo just dropped like today, I think. Tight. Um, so you know, that might be pretty dope. So yeah, yeah. Also, um, this is kind of this kind of has something to do with what I <laughs> would like to talk about here in a minute, but. Um, there, there is a Kickstarter for a game called Odd Venture, and if you look up the trailer for this game or you see screenshots, this game essentially is like a spiritual sequel to like Mother Three, aka Earthbound. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, I think this is kind of a genre of game. I, like you know, Earthbound is a is an RPG. It's a JRPG, but it's also it's kind of own entity at this point, mm-hmm. um, where games are being modeled after the Earthbound style. So yeah. you know, it looks super cool. Pretty much, games with this sort of aesthetic tend to always um, be really cool, re- really interesting to me. So this is a game that I definitely want to check out whenever it's out. I may even end up, uh, you know, backing up on Kickstarter. It's planned right. for 2022, so it's still got a little bit of ways out there, and mm-hmm. I know there's been other fan projects like this that have been stuck in development hell for a long time, but I'd rather mm-hmm. it be delayed and good than just out and not good, you know? Right, definitely. Cool. All right, well, so I, th- I think that's going to kind of cover it for the um, the news portion uh, of the podcast. Uh, yesterday, or no, two days ago, I called you up and proposed an idea uh, of maybe just talking, uh, not like in a review style, but just kind of choosing a game that maybe I don't know about or maybe you don't know about, and then we can just kind of tell each other about those games and sort of, um, I don't know, convince the other person why you should pick it up. Um or, you know, give it a look or whatever. So uh, I, I've picked out the game that I definitely want to talk about today. Um, okay, but uh, but if you have a game, I would, I would like for you to go first. Sure. So okay. it probably would have been a good idea for me to pick Disgaea 5 because today I just beat it. And Disgaea 5 is a very fun game. I enjoyed it a lot. The characters were great. Everything about it was great. Combat was great. Very grindy game because there's one stage, which is the second world, the first level. I I spent the most time grinding on that. And I've beaten that stage about over 500 times, (laughs) which really shows you just how grindy Disgaea 5 can be or Disgaea in general can be. Um, It would make sense for me to talk about that because that's the game that I recently beat. But instead, I'm going to talk about a more obscure game, which... Now that Dragon's Dogma is out on the PS4, because originally before Dragon's Dogma was out on the PS4, it was my favorite PS3 game of all time. But now it's out on a PS4. Uh, this next game has been moved up to now my favorite PS3 game of all time, and that game is White Knight Chronicles. For the oh, PS3. Okay, is my favorite okay. PS3 game of all time. 
I and think I, I saw on your uh, Snapchat story you were playing yep. that kind of recently. I was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the last time I touched that game was when I beat it was in 2014. <laughs> and recently shit. I've been thinking about that game a lot and just wanted to play it. And when you brought up that idea, uh, I think either the next day or the day of, I just started playing a little bit of a White Knight Chronicles. And, oh, man. What a nostalgia trip. I fucking love that game. So, yeah, that's the game I'm going to talk about. It's White Knight Chronicles. Okay, cool. um, Yeah, this is a game. I have no fucking idea what this game is, what the gameplay is like, what the story is, like if it's any good or not. I have literally never heard. I know that one day you, whenever you were working at uh, Buybacks, you got this game, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was and very then, cheap. <laughs> it's a very yeah, cheap that's game. The, that's the only thing I know about this game is that you got yeah. it, you know, fucking basically for nothing. Whenever you worked mm-hmm. at a at like a game store, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like if you find My Night Chronicles two, uh, you can easily find it for like less than five bucks, probably. Same thing with like Spectros for the DS. You can probably find that for less than a dollar. Uh, yeah. But yeah, My Night Chronicles two is a great game. And what's cool about because, yeah, there's two games. There's White Night Chronicles and White Night Chronicles 2, the sequel, the direct sequel. And what's cool about buying uh, White Night Chronicles 2 is that the disc comes with the first White Night Chronicles game. So huh. you can just, like, play the first White Night Chronicles and then immediately from your last save jump into White Night Chronicles 2, which is fucking awesome for just, like, five bucks. That's great. Um, so, wait, it's a... Um, so White Night Chronicles 2, it's a... Uh, you can transfer your save from the first game into the second one. Yeah, it comes. Yes, and it comes with both games. Oh shit! Yeah, like just really like continues bad. the story from your yes. last save. Whoa, yes. that's so. Or cool. if you want, you can just jump straight into White Knight Chronicles two <laughs> if you want. Okay, to. yeah, um, sure. So yeah, and uh, White Knight Chronicles two. Uh, I mean, just White Knight Chronicles in general. The story I wouldn't say isn't very amazing. It's pretty generic, but still decent. Uh, it's pretty much your typical heroes have to save the princess and restore the world from whatever. It's pretty generic, standard JRPG story, but it's fine, you know. Not everything has to be, like... not a, The story doesn't necessarily have to be, like, groundbreaking and amazing to be good or decent or whatever, in my opinion. Um, and so the, be- the most basic way that I can describe the combat of White Knight Chronicles 2 is that it's pretty much Final Fantasy XII combat without the Gambit system is the best way for me to describe the combat of that game. Where it's like it's action-oriented, where you sort of move around, have to wait a little bit for the gauge to go up, to to go up in order to, like, use a move. Sort of like how in... uh, What's another game that's sort of like that, I guess? Uh, Not nothing. I can't really think of anything. But, like, how in... um, And with how the combat works is, like, how in Final Fantasy XII, you sort of move around, and, like, you find an enemy... Just, like, a bunch of enemies sort of on the map. There's there's no, like, random encounters. Like, all the enemies are on the map, which is really cool. Oh, uh, Which makes it easier. So you don't necessarily have to always get into battles if you don't want to. Um, And so, yeah, when you get into combat, how it works is that, like, instead of having a basic menu where you can, like, either choose to attack, use magic an item, different things like that, a summon. What it is is that you have... Each character has um, seven different commands they can do, like seven different attacks they can do, and it's with three different layers. So there's like... In total, you can do 7, 14, 21 different different attacks choosing that you want to do, which is really cool. A lot of uh, variety and stuff like that with that. Sort of like how in MMORPGs, how you just have like a bunch of different moves you can do at once. 
sort of the same thing with uh, Wine of Chronicles 2 is you just have a Wine of Chronicles in general. You have a bunch of different moves you can choose from, which is really huh. cool. And yeah. uh, what's also great about that game is that the difficulty curve is pretty decent. Like, when I played that game, for what I remember, I never had to grind once until I got to the final boss, which might huh. sound bad, but... <laughs> Because when I think of that, I think of Final Fantasy three. But in comparison, this is way better. Like it, it wasn't that bad at all. It was pretty cool. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, probably the coolest thing gameplay wise about that is one of the big story elements about that game is you have uh, your own knight called a. Uh, I just played the game earlier. They said what it was in incorruptus i think like that so like that incorruptus okay. where the main character gets this huge basically mecha knight that they can use to like it's pretty much just like their version of a summon where like you control this huge knight and then you just walk around just doing a shit ton of damage to people and it's usually reserved for like uh fighting the major bosses and different things like that but if you wanted to you could just literally summon it and just kill like the weakest enemy in the game which is a lot of fun yeah um and another thing about combat too is that with with the different moves is that you have different types of moves so you have like a, a regular swipe attack uh, a thrust attack and a blunt attack and each of the different types of attacks is how you determine an enemy's weakness so some of the basic enemies in the game a kibble a polkin and a giant vespid uh, so a kibble is weak to blunt attacks and you'll know because a regular attack when it shows the damage it's like a white text but if it's a special attack where it's like that's what they're weak to it's the text is gold so you'll know like oh that was just, that, that move is weak to this enemy and so that's one way of like strategy and stuff like that and um, let's see what else and what's cool is too is that like you can even create you can even create combos that, like the game gives you an option to select a bunch of different moves to set up like a combo and stuff like that so whenever you do that you can just like spam x and use a bunch of different moves all at once which is really cool too and um yeah just a lot of cool things combat wise and what's what's pretty interesting uh story wise is that when you first boot up the game uh you have you you pretty much create your own character so and there's like a lot of different options of things you can do to create your character like they go pretty in detail the different things you can do like change their eyebrow size the size of their hair the color so of their it's, hair so it's it's kind of like a uh, like a dark souls yeah. character it's creator it's a very intuitive like very intuitive character creator the different things you can do but for the most part no reason to even worry about that like the options that they give you aren't really even that great really no reason to spend too much time on character creation just pick a pick a name pick a gender pick a color pick a hairstyle you're good literally it yeah and like what i find interesting about the character creator because usually when you create your own character that's the main character of the game but in winter chronicles that's not the case uh the main character is leonard and you'll know for a fact that's the case because as soon as you start the game and see your main character it says that your character joined the party not leonard joined the party saying that like hey he's joining your team no you join leonard's team that's one way to let you know that, like, hey, you're not the main character. You're just following the main character on his journey, which I think is pretty interesting compared to a lot of other JRPGs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, just, uh, Why Not Chronicles, really solid game. The story, like I said, is pretty generic, but it was also a lot of fun. The characters are great and pretty solid. The combat's great. The music is fucking great. Like, the, the, the main theme song in the second game, Why Not Chronicles 2, uh, Battlefield Flower 
is so fucking good. And I just remember uh, in the fi- the final boss fight, like as soon as the cutscene starts and you're about to battle, like that song plays and then just starts blasting throughout the main battle of like all the different knights just fucking fighting each other. And just yeah. like, oh, I- it's so fucking cool. Holy shit. Every time Jeez. I think about that fight. But yeah, no. Uh, Wine Art Chronicles is a very, very, very underrated game. And I even checked the subreddit for that and it only has like 180 people and the last post was like four years ago and it's very unfortunate that it's a very underrated game oh another cool thing that i want to last thing that i want to mention is that one of the biggest appeals of that game in the past was its online mode because like one of the things with your uh your character that you created is that you can use that character to uh do all the different story missions with a lot of your online friends on the ps3 and the game sort of does a thing kind of like in dark cloud where you can create your own base so you can uh, create your own sort of town and like change up the different areas of how you want to change the terrain and the towns you want to build, the item shops and different things like that. And you can have all your friends sort of visit that shop, sort of visit your town with you or visit your other friends' towns and sort of go on missions and shit like that, which is really cool. And in One Night Chronicles 2, they even made an online story mode for your, ma- for your character. And so you, huh. you and your friends would get together and just like do the online story mode that's i believe is kind of separate to the main story but also sort of ties in and it's unfortunate too because in white chronicles 2 the ending they do tease a third one but unfortunately that never happened which is sad but yeah white chronicles very underrated game very good game very cheap game if you find it would highly recommend it you won't regret it oh i'm uh i'm pretty i'm pretty close to convinced <laughs> uh i believe I believe there was a, um, just looking at the, uh, like some pictures of it, I'm seeing, I'm seeing photos of a, of a PSP game. Oh yeah, Origins. Yeah. Have you, have Uh, you dabbled in that one a little bit or no? No. I just know that it's supposed to take place a thousand years story-wise before the first game. Oh, nice. I've been, and I remember I watched like, and I actually watched a review, uh, of the White Night Chronicles series before we recorded just like oh why did this game not why did this franchise not succeed and they were talking about how like out of the three games Wine Chronicles Origins kind of uh did the best uh, sales wise like a lot of people liked that game a little bit more but still huh. overall uh didn't was a franchise that just kind of bombed but yeah I don't really know much about that game other than that dang I wonder if they um if they plan on like bringing bringing it back at all that would be an awesome. That would be awesome because it's a very good game, in my opinion. Yeah, at least you know, like some like a remaster, like a bundled yeah. one one and two for PS4, PS5, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that'd be tight. Have you uh, have you checked out the the online aspect of it any any recently, or do you well, uh, do you think it's like not no, even it's completely dead. <laughs> like I know it's I know it's dead because. Uh, even when I was playing in 2014, the servers were already gone. Like, I think oh, shit. the servers ended, uh, like, in 2012 or something like that. Like, they died a long time ago, unfortunately. Like, you can't play online anymore. Damn. Yeah, no, they they, they knew that this game was a bomb, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, wow. Yeah, man, that is, like, at least, like, in the time that it came out, like, mm-hmm. That online component did not last a very long time. <laughs> not at all, no. Damn. But the time that okay. I did play of it, it was great. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, 
I kind of, I kind of selected two games. Okay. Maybe may, you could maybe even look at it as three or four games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the the first one is is very separate than the other than the other ones mm. I'm going to talk about. And the okay. first game, it's funny that you mentioned Disgaea and how you just beat that game today, because mm-hmm. this this first game that I'm going to talk about. By the way, I just I'm looking at Disgaea on PC right now, and it's three dollars. The first one? Yes. Oh shit! Hell yeah, it's get th- that. It's, this guy's good. It's, yeah, it's three dollars on Steam, and the second game is four dollars on Steam. Oh wow! Actually, so, speaking of Disgaea, real fast. Uh, yesterday, because I was trying to. Uh, find a physical copy of near replicant but they didn't have it so instead i bought uh disgaea one complete for the for the switch which is pretty much just like a remaster of the very first disgaea game yes yeah so i'm excited and i've been that. i've been debating on whether or not i should get the pc version or the mm-hmm. one complete version because mm-hmm. from what i understand there's not a big difference between the two maybe some like graphic yeah. stuff but um yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I would like to play Disgaea Five, but I know that there are there is an interconnected story, <laughs> and someone like me, I'm just kind of like ah, fuck, not I really, gotta... no, not at all. I know I would... it's very it's very loose from what I've read. Yeah, it's um, it's, stre- it's extremely loose. Yeah, yeah, like it's a little bit more connected than say the Final Fantasy games are connected to mm-hmm. each other, but also you can just kind of start wherever. Yeah, I 100 um, agree. Okay, so anyways, uh, the first game that I am going to discuss with you, I uh, I actually chose more than one game because this first game is not something that I even want to say a lot about. But this first game, I actually just beat this game today, like right before me and you got on call. Okay. And that is a brand new game that came out this year, like two months ago or something. And it is at full price a fifteen dollar game, so I if I at all convince you to get this game, like even if you don't want to buy it, fucking I will buy it for you because it's so <laughs> it is so fucking good. And this game is called Everhood. Have you heard of this? No. Have you? Um, how do you feel about Undertale? It seems fine. It's like a fun okay. game. Yeah. You know you never got around to playing the full game though, right? Nope. Oh wait, no, I saw like a I never watched the video, but I saw uh Penguin Z Charlie's video that he up- uploaded a video about this. Oh, did he really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Interesting cuz this is this is an indie game. That's so cool that he did like a a video on an indie game. Um Anyways, this game is kind of the love child of Undertale okay. and and like Guitar Hero in a sense. Oh wow, okay. So this whole game revolves around music. And <laughs> dude, every fucking song in this game is so good. Okay. Like it's really good. I mean, I think I think some of the songs kind of starting off like at the beginning of the game are probably some of the weaker ones compared to mm-hmm. what comes towards the end of the game. But mm-hmm. holy shit, like there's not a single song in here that I'm like, ah, I don't really like this song. Right. Like every every song is a bop, dude. Okay. And 
the gameplay well okay let me just read to you what the wikipedia says about its story uh because really this is this is all i even want to say because anything after this would be a spoiler (laughs) um it says everhood is a 2001 video game uh developed by chris nordgren and jordy roca so i don't i I don't think these guys are american (laughs) anyways (laughs) the game's plot involves a red doll person trying to recover their stolen arm from a gold pig along the way the player meets mushrooms gnomes and other strange creatures including a small creature by the name of blue thief who will help the player on their quest to retrieve their arm so that's all i even want to say basically you play as a as a gnome who's on a quest to go get their arm back um and even if you just look at photos of the main character, this gnome, um, mm-hmm. we were talking a little bit about Super Mario RPG and how, how we'd like to play that game. Yeah. Um, and one of the most beloved characters from that game is a is a wooden like doll person mm-hmm. named Genome, and uh, I think that's his name. Yeah, or sorry, Gino. Uh, what did I say? Genome? No, his yeah. his name's Gino. So Gino is probably one of the more famous uh like character like everybody Mm -hmm. wants him in smash and all this stuff Mm -hmm. um so this character looks a lot like him and even whenever you're playing this game all of its influences of the many different games it takes inspiration from Mm -hmm. um it it wears it like really proudly like it's not like this like oh you're just stealing ideas from here oh you're just you know taking this sort of idea from here it's um it really it really does feel very unique and very original but Mm -hmm. also you can just look at this game and be like okay this is very undertale-esque yeah um so it's really good the story you know aside from what i just read to you the plot itself unravels in a very interesting way and it's actually it's not a very long game i i think Mm. i beat the game at around six six ish six and a half hours okay um it's really good there there are i believe five difficulty levels uh there is story mode which is the easiest basically you know your health regenerates really fast um you know you can just kind of blow through the game and and get to know the story then there's Mm -hmm. easy mode then there's medium mode and there's hard mode and like expert mode or something or or very hard mode but that fourth difficulty hard mode whenever you're looking at like the descriptions of the difficulties it says basically hard mode is how they designed the game to be played Mm um whenever you whenever you finish a battle it feels so fucking good um and i remember even whenever i was like first starting to play the game and i was kind of getting through that tutorial of like how to play the game and uh and all that it's it's very interesting like (laughs) i really i thought that i was not going to be good like this game is (laughs) this game is not very easy um Especially whenever you're starting out. Like, it is... It can be really tough. Especially if you're playing on hard or expert mode or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But even, like... 
even on some of the some of the songs that I I, I did like. I even was just like, ah, fuck it. Because after you die, you have the option to just change the difficulty for that song. Um, So even, like, there was one time where I just was like, fuck it, I'm putting it on story mode just because I've I've made it to the end of this song so many times and just keep dying. So just, like, show me what happens afterwards. And I would, like, die once or twice, (laughs) like, even on that. (laughs) Like, like it's not, like, a super-duper easy video game. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's holy... how I felt when I played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like that game was not easy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's got some, it's got some difficulty spikes in there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's not like Dark Souls hard. <laughs> it's completely mm-hmm. different. It is. It's like, I don't know. It's really good. This is on Nintendo Switch and PC. Um, those are the only two platforms currently that it's on, and I think on both it's uh, it's fifteen dollars. Um, no type. And personally, man, it is it's well worth giving these two guys <laughs> your money, mm-hmm. just because you know it's ah god it's it's really good, and it's not like a rhythm game to where you have to like press buttons like on beat, because mm-hmm. realistically, I have not played the game and really thought like thought about um. being on beat with the music at all because how it works is these enemies essentially attack you with a song and so like every beat and every note that the song is playing those notes are coming down at you and you have to dodge them like you just have to fucking jump over them or like move to the left or right Um, and that's basically your whole battle system is you move to the left and right and you just jump over notes um so it's not like a rhythm game to where you have to be on beat. You just have to dodge the music that's coming at you. And it's okay. really, like I said, dude, the music is so fucking good. Um, brand new game. I really don't think enough people are talking about this game, mm-hmm. uh, which is another reason why I'm super pumped that uh, Charlie made a video talking about it, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, dude, nobody's talking about this game. It needs more right. love. Anyways, um... So yeah, the other the other sort of collection of games that I have recently played, um, and maybe maybe we can do a longer video talking about this, but Ys um, Y S, <laughs> um, I recently played and beat through Ys One, Two, and Origins, hmm. um, and for the most part. If you, if you talk to anyone who likes the East games, for the most part, they will tell you, oh, just kind of, like, hop in anywhere. Um, because <laughs> almost all of them start with the same premise of, like, oh, your main character has amnesia. Uh, and then your adventure starts, and you meet brand new characters along the way. So that's kind of like how the whole structure is. So you don't really need to play all of them to understand everything happening in every one of them. Mm -hmm. But I would say if you do play East 1 or 2, just understand that East 1 and 2 are, they were originally supposed to be released. uh, They were originally supposed to be released as one game. Like the story picks up immediately, like after the credits of East 1. Uh, so East 1 and 2, I, I kind of just consider one game. Um, but East Origins, 
takes place like 700 years before East 1. And if you were to play these games, I would say play 1 and 2 and then play Origins because, uh, you know, it's like you'll just see a lot of references to East 1 um, that, you know, they feel really cool to experience whenever you have already played East 1 and 2. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the story is, you know, pretty straightforward. It's a lot of setup for this main character who appears in all of the games. Um, but realistically, yes, every story is connected, and there is a timeline in which these games take place. The same character, it's, it's like the main character is the same main character in every game. Um, Every now and then he has amnesia, like I mentioned, but, you know, his adventures are happening, you know, one by one. So there is a full story here, but East Origins, East 1, and East 2, I would say are... I would kind of lump that together as one big narrative. Like, if you ended up never playing any of the other East games... East 1, 2, and Origins, I, I would consider as one. And it's a really cool story. Uh, the gameplay is different in Origins than it is in 1 and 2, but it's all extremely fun. Um, East 1 and 2 has, has this system called Bump Combat, where you obtain weapons and armor and shields and shit like that, but you don't swing your sword ever. Like... Okay. You literally just walk into enemies, and if you, if you and an enemy, uh, like, hit each other head on, just like face to face, then that is a, that's like, a heavy attack against them, but you're also going to take damage from it. Uh, so, so you have to either get them from the back, where it's like an extra strong piece of damage, but like, you know, you're not going to be hit. Or hit them, like, at a diagonal thing, you know, where you're less likely to get hit. It's very interesting how it works. I'd never heard of this sort of system until I played this game. But mm. once you're playing it for about 30 minutes, it, it becomes, like, second nature. Like, it's really easy to get used to. Um, that's kind of how East 1 and 2 are. That's, like, how they play. It's really addicting. And you can just level up really fast. I think they max you out at like level 10 or something. East 1 is probably like a 4 hour game 5 hour game Okay. and then East 2 is like a 6 hour game to 6 to 8 hours probably um, and then yeah so you can beat East 1 and 2 like probably both of them if you just, if you just had a day to kill you could beat mm-hmm. East 1 and 2 in a day um so, you know, really, really cool. It's one of those game series that has... Uh, they've had a dedicated fan base for years and years. And, um, you know, not as not as popular as the, like, uh, like the Trails games or the uh, Final Fantasy series or the yeah. uh, Tales games. But I'd, I'd say they're really good. And... Uh, Origins is a little different though. It's a bit more of like a hack and slash 2D um, 2D 3D. It's very interesting how it like okay. aesthetically it's very it's very cool. But uh, really cool game. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I guess maybe I talked a little bit more about 
uh, Everhood than I was originally expecting. That's that's <laughs> why I said I was going to talk about East as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really, I mean, that's the one that I really was considering talking to you about was was Everhood, just because okay. it's so fucking cool. Yeah, and no, it definitely looks cool. Like I was as you were talking about, I was looking at some screenshots and the the trailer for it. It definitely looks fun. Yeah. I'll probably eventually pick it up, but I already have like a list of games that I know for a fact that I want to uh, play and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And from what I'll, I, I'll check that out. Yeah, from from what I experienced and the general consensus can consensus I I see online, uh, pretty much most people are beating Everhood at around five to six hours. So it's also right. one of those games that you can just kind of blow through. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's also a lot of stuff. Uh, like there's a lot of replay value like there's a lot of yeah. decisions that you can make that make you want to replay the game and all that so all in all man yeah maybe maybe watch a review at the same time i really think this is a game that is best if you just don't know shit about it and okay. you just you just play it you know that's good <laughs> yeah definitely i definitely need to play shorter games because like i said with the sky of five most recent game i beat i beat it took me 80 hours to beat that game so Fuck, <laughs> it definitely would be nice to play something a little a little, a little shorter <laughs> what were your uh characters levels uh my highest level was 180 is when i beat the game level 180 Gosh. um and and the final boss, he was level 120. And it's funny, too, because as soon as I got to post-game, and I was just like, let's see what happens if I wonder, like, if there's, like, a new uh, difficulty spike with these levels. And when I went to the final boss again, it went from level 120 to level 3,600. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god. I'm gosh. good. No, thank you. <laughs> so what other what other Disgaea games have you beaten? I know I've asked you this before. Oh, you've beaten every I have every now Disgaea officially game? beaten all of them, yep. Disgaea 1, Disgaea 2, Disgaea 3, Disgaea 4, Disgaea D2, which is a direct sequel to the first Disgaea game, and now Disgaea 5. I've beaten all of them. Sheesh. Bro, you're going to yeah. get Disgaea 6? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. When does um, that one come out? It's a, they, they just gave like a basic summer 2021 date. Um, oh. So who knows? But I think I might eventually replay the third one because that was the one that I remember the least about. And I've been told that that's the worst one of the bunch. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe when I play it again, we'll see. But from what I remember, probably my favorite one is Disgaea 2 for the PS2. I really like the characters in that game and just a fun story. So, yeah, okay. that was good. And I definitely need to replay Disgaea 1 too uh, because... Uh, when I first beat that game, I kind of cheated because I bought the DS version, and we had the fucking Game Shark thingies where you can like put your uh, DS game inside this little cartridge and then put that cartridge into the the DS to like add cheat codes onto it. Right. And I did that, and I made all my characters level nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, the max level, <laughs> and just plowed Gosh. through that game. Which was like, ah, man, you know what? That's kind of cheating. I should probably like actually play that game and beat it fairly so i'll probably eventually with the complete version of disgaea one i'll probably i'll definitely replay that game too yeah yeah so this is cool because um actually today on steam it's the golden week sale which is just celebrating video games from japan and so it's from april 29th to may 6th and it's like 
fucking every single Japanese game that has ever come from uh, (laughs) Japan ever is just on sale right now. So all of the Disgaea games are on sale right now. Oh, and uh, yeah, Disgaea Five Complete uh, for PC is sixteen dollars. Oh wow! Uh, nice. Yeah, Disgaea Four. Yeah, it's sixty percent off right now. Uh, oh, Disgaea Four Complete Plus is twenty four dollars. Disgaea Two, uh, four dollars. You know, it's yeah, it's uh, it's got it's got the whole sale going on right now. Definitely. One thing that I've been kind of thinking about as we were talking about just like game franchises, JRPG franchises, are like what's one of the next JRPG franchises that we should like get into? And something okay. I've been thinking about because I'm into Pokemon, I'm into Disguise, I'm into Final Fantasy. What's like another one that I should get into? Okay, so this is something that I have also considered because I am in the prologue of the first game in this series, and it is um, trail. I'm playing through Trails in the Sky right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anything about the Trails series? Like, there's Trails no. of Cold Steel, which are kind of like the newest ones. Okay, I know nothing. <laughs> so this is from the same. This is this is from uh, Falcom, right? So it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sa- same guys who did Disgaea and and East and stuff. All of them are from mm-hmm. the same like uh, publisher. Yeah. So. This is basically a game to where whenever you look into all of these other games, this is essentially a Marvel Cinematic Universe type deal where it's like you watch, you play through the first game Uh and then it's like you you play its sequels and all this stuff and then other games or you know cuz some people say oh you don't have to play trails in the in the sky first you can start with trails of cold steel 1 if you want to even mm-hmm. though realistically that's that's like the the like the fifth or sixth game chronologically oh, in the okay. series but but a lot of people are like oh you can just start there you know but at the same time you'll see characters from these older games that make mm-hmm. appearances and are extremely important and everything that happens in this universe is really really connected and it's it's got really great lore and I'm a part oh, wow. of some like JRPG groups on Facebook and stuff uh-huh. and this is one of the biggest franchises that I see all the wow. time in those groups everyone is fucking talking about these games and every once in a while i'll see someone post like hey i'm new to the group like um you know i've played through final fantasy games like i love all of those i i love a lot of games like i like kingdom hearts and stuff like that mm-hmm. what are some other games that i should get into and then all nearly fucking everyone is like the trail series play the okay. trail series and then some people will say like hey i just played through like uh, Trails of Sco- uh, Trails of Cold Steel Three, you know, and then everyone will just start like bombarding this person with just like, isn't it so <laughs> fucking good? Isn't it the best game ever? Right. And um, I even made a post just saying like, hey, I uh, I actually just started the very first Trails game, and right now it's on sale for ten dollars uh, on Steam. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, and also the first Trails game, it's called Le- The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. This is where mm-hmm. I am starting right now, and it it is literally the first game in the Trail series. Um, and I it's only available on PC. So if you were to play this game, uh, I mean, I, I play it on my laptop. I don't really have, like, a beefy laptop, and it runs the game perfectly at 60 frames a second. Um, it's kind of, like, 16-bit. 
Um, but you can like move the camera in like a 3D <laughs> angle. Yeah. Um, anyways, so it's really, really fucking good. And dude, if you if you want to start getting into a series, like please get into the series with me. <laughs> like it, just trails trails in the sky. Um, if you are a fan of shonen anime, this is the most like heavily like shonen inspired video game <laughs> from what I've from whatever I've like heard, you know. But not mm. like in the cheesy way. I mean, there's some cheesy stuff, but it's like yeah. it's good. It's good cheese, you know. It's that provolone. It's that mozzarella. All right. Hey. Good. So yeah, Trails in the Sky. It's ten dollars right now. Um, it's also available on GOG. I'm not sure how how much they price it on GOG. Also, East One and Two. Uh, I played the PC versions of those, and I think both of those together was like three dollars or something. And mm-hmm. those games are like always on sale, um, okay. and they're always just cheap in general. But okay, but yeah, to answer that sort of question, I. I, uh, if me and you could just start playing through the trails and the, like, I would, because I'm so early on in this game, I would gladly just, like, start over (laughs) just so I could go through this story with you because so far it's really intriguing. Um, and the gameplay is really fun and it's, it's kind of like, um, let's see, what can I compare this to? It's not like a tactics style game like how Disgaea is or Final Fantasy Tactics mm-hmm. but it's turn based and for each of your turns you can move around the map okay um it, yeah it's like a turn based RPG with like like strategy uh tactical elements mm-hmm. it's very interesting and um yeah, and I like the way that you level up your character is very similar to Final Fantasy X. Okay, interesting. Like you kind of you kind of have to, um, like you kind of have to collect these items yeah. that you essentially put into slots that allow yeah. you to unlock an ability of your choosing. You know, right? So it's really cool in that aspect. From what I can tell right now. I mean, maybe you get more characters later on, but from the start of the game up up to where I am right now, and I've probably mm-hmm. played this game for like four hours, maybe. Um, I've only had two people in my party the entire time, so I don't know if the oh, whole right. game is a party of two. But <laughs> oh. um, they're like, oh, and this is the other thing too. Oh shit! I <laughs> I dropped my phone. Um, if so, maybe this is more normal in Japan. Um, this is not something that is normal in America for sure. But if the concept of how do I say this without like just making it sound immediately really fucking weird. <laughs> um, so the two main characters that you play as are brother and sister. Okay. Um, in an adopted sense. Like, the game starts off... Oh, is there some like, home Alabama shit? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> because, from what I do know, yes, they do start a romantic relationship. 
but but they the game starts off um, where the main characters are both probably like eleven or twelve years old, maybe thirteen okay. years old, okay. and then basically the dad comes comes into the uh, comes into the scene. And he's like carrying this little boy, and mm. he. This is where he is adopted into the family. So this boy is adopted into the family while they're both teenagers, essentially. Mm. And so they've lived with each other for like somewhere between like five and seven years. They've been like they've basically lived like brother and sister, but mm. you know they were teenagers whenever they were whenever they became adopted siblings, and. Um, Kind of in the beginning of the game, there's a lot of teasing that goes on. And because I know that they do end up, some of this gets really fucking weird for me. Because mm. it'll be like, oh, like, I can I can tell that you're in love with him. And then she's like, what the fuck? Gross. No, that's my brother. <laughs> but it's like, oh, my God. I know they get together. So it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Yeah, that's anime so, shit. There's a lot of anime where they they do that, and I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is something in Western culture. This is not something that is normal to the majority of Americans. <laughs> yeah. um, but hey, maybe this is cool uh, in Japan. I don't, cool. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So um, that's from what I have seen. That is the only thing about this mm-hmm. game. Um, that typically push people away. But if you can kind of get around that sort of icky concept and just kind of see it for, you know, being kind of stereotypical for an anime story, um, you're going to really, really, really fucking enjoy what's going on. Um, Yeah, it's fucking dope. I, I definitely recommend it to you. Um, if you forget the name of it later or something, I'll just I'll just text it to you because it's so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it definitely seems like a. As you were talking about, I was looking at a little bit about it. Yeah, it definitely seems like a pretty interesting game franchise to get into. For me personally, yeah. I was thinking more. I'll probably eventually check this series out because yeah, there's like a shit ton to this franchise. I can tell. But I like, and if me, you look at screenshots of Trails in the Sky mm-hmm. compared to like the newest game, like Trails of Cold Steel, like mm-hmm. the Trails in the Sky games, those are like two D games. Yeah. But Trails of Cold Steel, all of those are not. I don't know if they're open world, but they're like big three D games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I was thinking I was probably going to start with like either like really get into either persona or dragon's quest probably persona first for me is what i would the next big series i would start i uh i'm actually currently looking at it right now persona 4 uh golden is on steam right now uh for 14 dollars so oh shit yeah i might actually end up buying that because i never played persona 4 i never Mm -hmm. had it on ps2 and i never owned a vita so yeah i'm glad it's i'm glad it's finally on pc so i can play that Hell yeah. Yeah, I have Disgaea. Uh, not Disgaea. I have that. <laughs> I have a Persona 5. I bought the digital copy a long time ago, so I'd eventually yeah. play that soon. So this is my stipulation with Persona 5. Mm. I I bought the game. Like, I pre-ordered, like, the collector's edition for Persona 5, like, the steelbook copy and everything, whenever mm. it originally came out, like, years ago. Yeah. And I never even beat the first dungeon of that game. Like, like I, I, either, yeah. 
like, dude, I fucking love it. Like, it's so yeah. good, but for some reason, I just never got around to actually finishing that game or even getting remotely far in the game. Because the right. story alone to that game is, like, over 100 hours long. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so, how I felt. That's how I was when with, like, earlier games, especially as a kid. Like, there were so many games like, I fucking love this game that I never beat it for whatever yes. reason. Yes, <laughs> right. So, but my, my biggest stipulation with it now is I'm probably more interested than ever to, to play Persona 5. Mm. But now I'm in a position where I own the original game, mm. but also the Royal Edition yeah. exists. So that's right. basically like, you know, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. It's like the mm. Final Mix version of Persona 5. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, I have no idea what happens in the story. So I ideally... I'd like to play the best version of this game for the first right. time, you know? Yeah. Um, but now I'm just like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, I, I literally own the game. I have this game. I can play it whenever the fuck I want. Yeah. But also, there's just this better version of the game out there that I could purchase again. Then I would essentially have two copies of... I don't know. It's a conundrum for me. Oh, Definitely. yeah. No, I get that. I did play a big amount of Persona 3, though, on the PlayStation 2. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, if you didn't want to start off with Persona 5 or Persona 4, I'd say Persona 3 is probably one of the better ones in the whole series. I've heard good things about that one, yeah, Persona yeah, 3. Yeah, per- Persona 3 is dope. Faux show. What was the other one, Dragon Quest? Yes. Yes. Have you have you played any Dragon's Quest? I played, like, an hour of the first one, then haven't touched it since. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so do you... Because you just bought that, like, on the eShop, right? Mm-hmm. And wait, but didn't you also have one on the 3DS? Uh, yes, I have... Uh, I think it was Dragon Quest Eight for the 3DS, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I played, like, 20 minutes of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Um, I have played and beaten, um, I've played and beaten Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. um, all on Nintendo Switch, and now I'm playing the mobile version of, like, the, like, the cell phone version of Persona 4, or, uh, not Persona, Dragon Quest 4, mm-hmm. um, and it's really good, it's really good, yeah. and... Because you said each, each three games is, like, its own sort of, like, world, right? Like yeah, it's this own sort of universe. Yeah. So like, yeah, Dragon Quest one, one through three, like whenever you're whenever you beat Dragon Quest one and you start Dragon Quest two, it's very apparent that it is the sequel to Dragon Quest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and three is also very heavily connected to those games as well, and you find out a lot of that later on in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend just playing it one, two, three. Um, at least just starting off with those, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, I'm, like, 90% sure 11 also ties into the 1, 2, 3. Yeah, yeah, because I've heard some things. I don't even know if maybe you've said this, too, that, like, 1 is, like, the prequel to the very first game or something like that. It's, like, a prequel to some game. Yeah, okay, so... Um, it's kind of like a story revelation, like later on in in mm-hmm. three. But Dragon Quest three takes place before Dragon Quest one. Yeah. Um, 
but two is after one. So really, mm-hmm. really, the timeline of the first three is three one two. Yeah, because isn't it the, that they're talking about the main character of three like he's some urban legend, right? Yeah. So, but I would I would definitely recommend just playing it one two three for like the okay. best experience because on on one hand you get the best evolution of the gameplay like they just get better yeah. and better in my opinion yeah and then also the story re- like revelations will will come to you um like at a much like you know at the same pace that the developers mm. intended it but also i know that dragon quest 11 takes place before dragon quest 3 <laughs> oh wow okay but 11 11 is also like this huge love letter to the entire series yeah so so a piece of me even though i've played one two and three a piece of me would like to just play through 11 but at the mm. same time i want to know more about the other games because the other games are also very different from one two and three so yeah. i want to get a better idea of the whole series you know definitely so I might, I may end up just playing through those games in order. Okay. I think, I think 10, 10 is in Japan only and it's an MMORPG. Uh, yeah. So that's one that I, one literally can't play because I don't know Japanese, <laughs> mm. but that's, that's the only one that I know for sure. I'm going to have to skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But four has a pretty solid start. Um, I hear five is like the, one of the best in the entire series, and they even recently made a movie based off of five. Oh shit! Um, yeah. yeah, it's a Netflix original movie called Dragon Quest: Your Story. It's basically oh, yeah, a I've remake of Dragon yeah. Quest Five. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, would like to get further into those games with you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can just say one off the top of my head. One that I I know me and you both have very 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 little knowledge of and like no experience in playing, the Tales games, um, yeah. or sorry Trails. Not it's interesting because there's like the Tales series and the Trail series. Yeah, whenever you we first mentioned, it, I was like, are you just saying the exact same thing twice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the Trails games. Um, right. In the beginning of the episode, I was talking about Tales. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm talking about trails. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Trails in the sky. So good. Definitely recommend it. But, uh, Tight. yeah. Salt also, salt. you know, maybe I, uh, uh, I probably should have just started this episode off with this, but since we're kind of closing out, uh, this episode, uh, just want to say a big fat fucking congratulations to you, DJ on reaching 1,000 subscribers on your personal YouTube channel. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, dude. I saw your uh, I saw your little thank you video. It was very sweet. Yeah, not going to lie. I totally forgot that I had that uploaded today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good shit, though, man. Um, Thanks. I, whenever you started kind of mentioning the whole idea of like, oh, I know why. Like, I, I kind of understand why I got these many subscribers this fast mm-hmm. with the, uh, you know, one second. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I don't, I, I hope, I hope you, I hope you see it like how I do and just, and also take pride in the fact that even though, yes, 
like it's a completely different type of video than the other videos that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, like you still do, you put a shit ton of effort into just putting all of that together. Oh yeah. Like, that's a, that's yeah, a no, lot I'm of still... episodes that you had to cut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still definitely proud of doing it. I mean, yeah, it's a shame that like something that in my opinion took way less effort than these other videos, uh, sure. did oh, way yeah, better. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely still proud of it. And the fact that like, oh, yeah. I'm the one who made this is cool, which it's funny that a lot of people ask me just like, Oh man, this must've taken you forever. Really? No, it didn't. Like the first one that I made took me three months only because at the time I was doing work school and, uh, the other channel Videoverse plus this, like, yeah, it took me a while. It was my very first time ever doing it. And I wasn't sure exactly how to do it. But then, like, everyone after that, like, it, it took me, like, less than a month to make it because I'm a big fan of One Piece, so I know exactly what I'm getting into. And it was pretty easy to just, like, instead of watching the entire episode, I just, like, skimmed through looking for, like, what stood out, what was, what was funny. Because One Piece in general is already, like, a weird series because it's not too hard to, like, right. find something that stands out. But, yeah, no, it's still going over 300 episodes, 900 in total is still kind of a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, good. I'm I'm fucking super proud and happy for you know just where your channel's going. Also, That's congrats nice. on on uh, putting out the review for uh, Hajime no Ippo seasons two oh, and yeah. three. Uh, yeah. I liked I liked that video a lot. Honestly, dude, per, like personally, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I I probably I think that that's probably your best video yet. Um <laughs> like like I I really enjoyed that video. I thought you you fucking nailed it. Like, Thanks, man. I mean, that's good definitely video, the man. goal is to uh try to make each video better than the last. And yeah. I definitely think that this video is better than my previous Hajime yeah. no Ipo video. Yeah. Well, let's That's hope good. that this podcast is better than the other podcasts that we did. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Congratulations to you, DJ. If you haven't you. Uh, checked out Mushroom Man on YouTube, uh, you know I always leave a link to Mushroom Man in the uh, mm. you know in the description of these podcasts on on the YouTube channel. Uh, but I'll also leave it on the uh, Spotify link and and the uh, the Apple Podcast link and and all that good shit. Um, so yeah, go give him, go give him a look, give him a a, a, a chuckle. He likes to hear you guys chuckle at, at his funny I, funny jokes. I do so, like that. It makes me yeah. validate. It makes sure lets me know that I am indeed funny sometimes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out here. Is there anything else that we need to plug? <laughs> uh, we have no. I think that's we have a good. we have a Discord. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead and join yeah. our Discord, guys. I mean, there's it's kind of empty right now. Um, but Fill I it have, up, baby. Yeah, guys, if you guys blow it up. Like, I have these threads that I've sort of made in the Discord, you know, for fucking memes. If you just want to talk about Square Enix games or Falcom games or music or memes again. Like, you know, just fucking <laughs> come in there and hang out. Like like I said, it's it's barren right now. But you know that's just because uh, that's just because mostly it's me and DJ right now. I mean we got a uh, we got a few other people in there as well. But um, you know this is something that I, I I want to be able to have a a you know a better connection to right. our listeners out there. Um, I know there are more people out there who are listening to the podcast um, on on platforms that aren't YouTube. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not always I'm not always able to mention or 
I guess I'm always able to mention, but I always forget to mention the Discord, uh, and you know, with my mouth because right. I'm so used to just putting the you know the big notification of it on the YouTube version. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go ahead, follow, like join our Discord link. Um, I will. I'll leave that in the in the description of this one as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, OverLevelledCast. Um, I've kind of I've kind of been a little bit slow on tweeting on there, but you know, following us on there and retweeting anything that we do tweet is a uh, is a good way to spread uh, spread the good news, spread, spread the spread the awareness. Oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you, DJ, for telling me about White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, in the I, game. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested. So. Uh, yeah, thank we'll you for give, telling me about we'll, the we'll give trail these games series. Looks. Sorry, wait, what was that? No, I was just saying, and uh, thank you for telling me about the trail series. Seems pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us on this episode. Uh, join us next week where we... Um, I guess I guess we'll just smooch. Yeah, we can do that. I'm I guess we'll just kiss each other a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for an hour of kissing. A whole fucking hour of just DJ smooches. Hell yeah, bro. Get ready. Uh, I'm ready, bro. All right, bye.